Would you take your Bibles today and go to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, we're going to be looking at verses 8 through 9. And if you've been journeying with this, you, you're, you're going to know that this is really the theme scripture for the series that we've been in, which is called Stop That and Start This. And what we've been doing over the course uh, of the past few weeks is dealing uh, with some things that we need to know to be positive in a time where it's very easy to be negative with everything that's, that's going on. And so last week we talked about this whole idea of what it looks to be optimistic in, in, in a time where it's very easy to be a pessimist. Uh, we're, we we kind of looked at it, what it means to be an optimist because we see this example of Jesus and people in trying times. They had the ability to remain positive when everybody else wasn't. In week number one, we talked about the reasons uh, that, we could, that we could just be excited about life. And we talked about eight things from the book of Romans. And uh, we, we talked about last week also too, what it means to be an encourager. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to we're going to we're going to end the series with dealing with this whole idea of what it means to be to be confident and to find confidence and, and to go to the source of where it all comes from, why it's so important. But let me read to you Philippians chapter four, and then we'll kind of talk about that a little bit more in detail. The Bible says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Other translations would say, think upon these things. Now, you've heard us say in this series, and we all know it to be true, when we think it, we speak it. When we speak it, we believe it. And when we believe it, we normally do it. We, we, we can kind of go back and look into the actions and the decisions that we make and all agree that it all stems from a thought that we had in our mind. And so we talked about this idea of, of just how powerful it is to keep our minds right. And what we see right here in this, in this passage of scripture is that to be true, it's saying whatever's good, man, think on these things, meditate upon these things, let them be the things that, that infiltrate your mind, that, that then flow out of your mouth into the lives of not only you, but, but even the, the lives all around you. And as I started to think about that passage, passage of scripture, and I started to think about um, all the things that in this time, um, I, I was really kind of, kind of thinking about, man, what it means to have confidence, but not confidence by, by ourselves, but to be confident because of Christ in us. You, you've heard that scripture said before that, that it's Christ in us, which is the hope of all glory. And, you know, when you, you kind of cruise on social media or you kind of see commercials take place, I think there's this statement that comes out, and it sounds really innocent, and I think there is a degree that it really is, but the statement is simply this, is it says, I've got this. And it could be whatever. It could be a sports, you know, commercial where I've got this, and they go out and make a basket or hit a baseball. Um, they don't kick a soccer ball because who cares about soccer? Um, inside joke. <laughs> Sorry, for those of you who have never been a part of our church, you really know how I feel about soccer. Um, but it's like they, they, there's this mentality of I've got this, or you, you're, you're hitting a golf ball. But, but even too, like in other matters, like, you know, when it comes to our lives in general, like our, our marriages or our parenting or our jobs, and it's this whole idea of I, I've got this. And it sounds like really cool, but what I've kind of realized in life, the longer that I'm, that I'm living and I realize I'm really not that old, I'm determining the older I get, the more I realize that there's a lot of things that I just really don't have a handle on. There, there's a lot of things inside of me 
that just aren't what they're supposed to be. And I base that based off God's word on, on, on things that I should be thinking and things that I should be saying and things that I should be doing and all those, those, those avenues of stuff that we believe, believe in. The, the longer I kind of go in life, the more I understand that, man, I, I don't really got a handle on this by, by myself, but there's a very strong principle and a very strong truth that actually stems from the Bible and the book of Corinthians. But before I give you that scripture, it really stems from this, is that I really do believe that in this time, and especially as believers, that we don't need self-confidence. Now, I realize when I say that, you kind of go like, well, wait a minute, so you're saying I can't be confident in myself? And it may sound like that, but it's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying that we we don't need self-confidence, in this time, what we actually need is we need to cultivate God confidence. Now, there's a, there's a huge difference there. When, when I put all of the focus on what I can do and how hard I can work and how hard I can make this happen, and it all becomes about I, 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 I've determined most of the time I, by myself, fail. I never, I never make it. No matter how much I psych myself up, no matter how hard I work, no matter how hard I strategize or whatever, when I put all of the focus on the fact that I can make this happen, I can have a great marriage, I could be a great dad, I could be a great pastor, I could be a great friend, I could be whatever, a great CrossFit or a great golfer or I, I, I. When, when you get down to it, no, you can't. No, 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 I can't. In it, by ourselves, let's just call it like it is, by ourselves, we don't have what it takes. But if we cultivate God confidence, I think that's a whole nother ball game. Matter of fact, I believe that could actually set us apart because me plus God plus Jesus plus the Holy Spirit plus the Bible plus the church plus all of the things that God says are for me, man, if I've got those, I could have proper Confidence, confidence in God. And this stems from scripture. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Great passage of scripture. Let me read it to you in the message version. It kind of elaborates on it a little bit more. It's actually, it kind of hits you in the face a little bit, but it's, it's good. Here's what it says. It says, don't be so naive and self-confident. Ouch. You're not exempt you could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. So forget about self-confidence. And then it says this, it's useless. Very next line, cultivate God confidence. I mean, you want to talk about Paul just shooting it straight. Paul is pretty much saying, look, here's the deal. If you think you've got what it takes, you're going to fall flat on your face. If you've got self-confidence, throw it away because it's useless. Paul would say what you need is you need God confidence. And as I read that and as I dissect that and as I, as I meditate about that and mull upon that, man, it leads me to this whole idea of why I should really stop trying to be self-confident in myself. And I came up with three reasons on why we, maybe this could just apply to me, but maybe it could apply to we, on why we should not try to be self-confident. Can I give you point number one? Okay, cool, I will. Number one is because your heart is deceitful above all things. Let's just face it, man. Our hearts, according to scripture, according to God's word, man, our hearts are wicked. Have you noticed that? 
First, we can't have self-confidence because our heart's wicked. Secondly, is because my flesh is weak and your flesh is weak. Man, our flesh, man, it, it attacks us, but it's weak. It, it, we don't always do what we're supposed to do, which, which leads me to number three is because my behavior is inconsistent. And that really stems from my flesh being weak, which stems from my heart being deceitful. Listen, we cannot be self-confident. Listen, we need to stop that. Stop trying to be self-confident, and we need to start this. We need to cultivate God confidence. In other words, what we what our verbiage comes is, hey, I don't got this, but with God, I simply do. With God, I can make this happen. And so here, here's the thing. I, I think it goes without saying, and I, I hope I've tried to, to put the case down there, that, that we should stop trying to figure things out on our own. We should stop trying to, to will this thing. When really, it's actually simpler. Like, like God knew. Listen, God knew that your God knew your heart would be wicked. He knew your flesh would be weak. He knew your he he, he knew your behavior would be up one day and, and and down the next. God God knew that. And so because of that, man, God put some things into motion that for us is that listen, if we need the God confidence, if we need to cultivate God confidence, God is there to help us do that. So I, I just want to give you three points or three truths that will help you this week, right away, cultivate God confidence, starting right away. Here's number one. It's a powerful truth, and here's how you can cultivate God confidence. You can, number one, always recognize that God is always with me. Man, that is that is such a simple truth just when you speak it out there, but it's such a powerful truth. If you could recognize that there is not a time in your life where God is not with you, you will have the God confidence that you will need. You know the problem is? The problem is is we've been taught. The problem is is that we've we we've we've kind of grew up with this mentality that God sometimes, and I know this is going to sound silly, but God sometimes is, is he's a lot like Santa Claus, right? There's there's the nice list and the, there's the there's the naughty list. And so we we go to church, boom, God puts us on the nice list. We 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 serve somebody else, you know, for, for the for the farmers to families, you know, boom on the nice list, and and all of a sudden, you know, we go out, but you know what? We get in a blow up with our spouse, pfft, off the nice list, pfft, on the naughty list. We 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 think something we shouldn't think, pfft, off the off the nice list, boom, o- over to this side. We 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 treat God sometimes like God is with us when we're doing all the things right, and God is against us and not with us when we're doing everything wrong. But that is not the case. You have got to know and you have got to believe, and I can point you to scriptures upon scriptures of you knowing this. God is for you. There's nothing that you could ever do that would cause God to stop being for you. And you've, you've got to recognize that. Look at Romans 8.31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Here's the reality. Nobody can be against you. And a powerful truth that was shared with me is simply this, is we are not living for his approval. Speaking of God, we are living from his approval. 
Now, of course, God doesn't approve of sin, but as a child of God, God approves of me. God approves of you. And when you live from that side, it's a joy to serve God. It's an honor to serve God. When you, when you spend time in your word, it's because you, you want to, not because you have to. When it comes to prayer, you want to, not be, because you're living from God's approval. He, he approves of you. He approves of me. And if I know that truth, then here's the reality. I've got the confidence that I need. It's the God confidence. God is for me. Okay? Number one, God is always for me. But number two, God always helps me. Now, this is great to know. I don't have to figure these things out on my own. I can have confidence because God is always there to help me. Hebrews 11, or I'm sorry, Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Can you say that with me? The Lord is my helper. One more time. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Man, that is so comforting. God's going to help me figure this thing out. Let me put it to you this way. Is there anybody in your life um, that when they're around, if they're really good at a certain skill set, that you feel more confident? I, I know I do. I, my, I, I speak about my, my dad a lot. He, he's my father-in-law, but I, I call him dad. I, firefighter, EMT, hazmat, boat patrol, all these things in the fire service. 34 years, retired now, but 34 years. Anytime we've ever had an issue, a sickness, or something wrong with our boys, He's our first phone call, but I joke about this all the time. If he's ever around, um, I don't have a worry in the world when it comes to somebody getting hurt because I know he knows what to do. If somebody's choking on food, which, well, most of the time, if we eat a meal together, he somehow always chokes on something. But if someone's choking on food, he, he knows how to do the Heimlich. He, he knows how to clear their, their air. Like he's just, I remember one time uh, MJ slipped in our garage on something wet. I mean, he landed on his head. It was one of those moments as a dad where you were just crushed because he landed on his head. And I can remember calling my dad, man, I was so worried. I was like, man, he might have a concussion. He can't sleep. We got to do this. We got to do that. I think he's around four, three or four years old. And I can remember I called him. I said, you know, here's what happened. He said this. He goes, is there a bump on his head or is there a dent in his head? And I said, well, there's a bump. He says, that's good. That means, of course, there's some, he, he got hurt there, but blood is starting to flow to that area. He's going to be okay. Here's what you need to do. And he told us what to do and everything turned out all right. There, there's a confidence when he's there. And I think about that, that idea all the time. And I think about it with us and God. When God is there, God is always there to help us. So therefore, we, we don't have to be afraid of, of anything that, that comes our way because God is our helper. Look at Psalm 46.1. Phenomenal scripture. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. In these times that we find ourselves in, God's our helper. In the times that you find yourself in, if there's an area in your life God is your helper. As you look to him, it's a promise that he will help you. So number one, God is always for me. Number two, God always helps me. But then number three is this, is God is still working in me. God is still working in me. How, how many of you would agree that you were, you were not what you used to be? How many, how many of you are thankful that today you are a much better, better believer in Jesus, a much better person than you were when you first gave your life to the Lord. What? Well, why are you that way? I'll tell you why. Because God 
is, is doing a work in your life. Look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, being confident of this, that he who begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That has always been one of my favorite verses because it tells me this. It tells me that God is not done with me that there are areas and maybe things in my life where God can work on those things if I allow him to come alongside, if I allow his word to get deep into my heart and he comes alongside and he begins to help. Here's the deal. I can be confident if God is with me, if God is helping me, and if God is working in me. And friends, you could be the same thing too. Listen, don't try to figure things out on your own. Don't fall into the trap that says, I got this. Fall into the side that says, with God, I've got this. With Jesus, I've got this. With God's word, I've got this. In other words, I could be a, a great dad, a, a great wife, I, I could be a great parent, a great employer, a great employee. I, I, I could be a great person within the community. I could be these things. I could be confident in this because God is with me.